Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Father God, we just come before you this morning and thank you for all the confirmations, all the ways that you speak to us and get us in the right path and the, going the right way. And we just give you praise today, and I just honor you today with this word that it be um, exactly what you want your people to hear today, not my ideas and not my uh, agenda, but your agenda and your, um, your uh, just your ideas. And we just give you praise for it today in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm really excited actually to be, very, to be here because it is kind of um, obvious to me that the Lord wanted me to talk about this. So um, and, and I hope you all are getting to that place where you're feeling in the spirit that excitement of what we're, where we're going. Because the Lord is really, I mean, just with our music even this morning, it was so amazing. He just, he, he brings us up to this place where we just feel like we're floating and, and just giving us all the, this encouragement. And it's just, um, we should be excited because we know as long as we've got him, no enemy can come against us. We're going to win this fight. And so I'm just excited to, to give this word. And actually, part of it was something the Lord brought on me, um, but also something that I heard from a prophet recently that I listened to quite a bit. And, and it just resonated with me so much that I almost started weeping when I heard it. And I knew it was a word for the body. And it just keeps getting confirmed over and over. So um, this word is actually something that I heard from Johnny Enlow, and I don't know if you know him, but he's on Elijah list a lot, and um, he gave this word that, you know, when I watched him the other day, and I just about fell over when I heard this word, and it just so resonated with me. I knew the Holy Spirit was saying, listen up, and so I just want to give you this word, too, because it, you know, it's aligning with, I mean, I almost feel like after the worship, I don't even have to speak because it's everything he's been doing. <laughs> so, but the word that was from Johnny, and I believe is from the Lord for all of us, is that the whole world is becoming the upper room. That is where God is taking us. The whole world is becoming an upper room and experience. I mean, think about that an upper room experience. And that, this is the reason why I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to go to Acts, and we're going to, talk, we're going to review. What did that look like after the, the Acts moment? What did the, the disciples do? What, what was so powerful about the upper room experience? I mean, if we're all going up there where he's calling us, which is he is, and we're having upper room experiences with him, and we're getting the fire like what we were talking in worship today, we can't come back down not changed and not full of power and not full of authority and not full of uh, a shift 
that I believe God is doing right now, like Patty mentioned, I mean, we're going to see some anointing we've never seen before. We're going to see some shift. And it's about time, don't you think, church? It's about time we start walking as the original church walked and not walking um, in some sleepy pew, right? Um, kind of reminds me of P-U, you know, pew. Uh, we can't do that anymore. We've got to walk in a new way. we got to walk with that, like, oomph of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> you know? And I feel them on me today. I just feel them. And so one of the things that I, I heard out of this, you know, the upper room experience was this is a rescue mission for the world. That's what God's doing right now. He's not going to take us up and we're going to be gone and, hey, you guys are on your own. No. This is a time that God is going to show up and we are going to be participants in a rescue mission. Because the enemy has been trotting too much on our land. He's been trying to take over this country and many other countries. And it's about time, don't you think, that we said in the church, uh, enough is enough. We can't do that, though, without the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what this rescue mission is about. So I am actually going to start, right, if you want to join me, I'm going to start right in Acts chapter 1. And I want to remind you of some things that we learned or were experienced that I believe we're going to experience as we go through this upper room experience with the Lord. So the first thing, the effects of the upper room. One of the effects that we, or the disciples saw, we will see, is that we will have effect of confusion. Okay? Do you see some confusion in the world right now? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, there's some confusion. We, we don't know. If, you know, who? Who's really president? Who's running this thing? Who's doing what? I mean, hey, uh, it's some confusion, right? And guess what? In the times of the apostles, it was confusion too. There was some confusion. And if you go to Acts 2, and I'm going to start in verse 6, it says, When suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent tempest blast. And it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. I mean, it blasted them. Are you ready for a blast? We need a blast. We need a blast from the past, right? <laughs> but we need to make it current. Okay? Um, okay. Um, and then they were residing in uh And when the sound was heard, the multo, this is verse 6, and when this sound was heard, the multitude came together, and they were astonished and bewildered because each one heard them, the apostles, speaking in his own particular dialect. Okay, so we're going to be seeing some amazing things. That's the second effect. Some amazing um, things. Okay? We're going to see uh, the Holy Spirit doing some new things. Okay, 
things we have not seen before. And that's going to be amazing. Are you ready? Just like the, mu the music was right spot on. Are you ready? Okay, and these people were not educated people. They were fishermen. But they were speaking in several different languages that people could understand. And they were not educated. They were, they were Gentiles. They didn't even know the Bible or the Torah. They didn't even know it. And yet they were speaking in a way because they were flowing with, guess who? The Holy Ghost, right? Because they had that upper room experience. So are you ready for some amazement? I am. And also in verse 8, it says, Then how is it that we hear each of us in our own particular dialect to which we were born? They were marveling at that. They were The next effect is they were marveling at the fact that these people could speak in their particular dialect. How does that happen? I mean, it's really astonishing that they were able to do that. And the next effect of the upper room experience was they were so bold, right? They were so bold. They were doing um, things even when they were being threatened. You need to be quiet. No, they said, we're not going to be quiet. We're going to do what God tells us to do, right? So I'm going to go to uh, Acts 4 now and read that. Verse 13. And it says, now when they saw the boldness and the unfettered eloquence of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and untrained in the schools, they were common men with no education, advantages. They marveled and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Okay, church, we go up. We're in the presence of God, and we have that upper room experience. We, as well, carry God in us. We're going to be doing these same things. They're going to recognize you to be carrying something awesome. They, they won't be able to put their finger on it, but there will be two different kinds. There will be some that want you to shut up and be quiet, but there will also be the ones that are like, wow, whatever you have, I want it. So there's both those going on at the same time. But when we have the fire, just like Lonnie said, we're going to be stepping on them. We don't care what you say. We got boldness. We got power. We don't care if you threaten us. We're going to do it anyway because we're going to do what God says, not what man says, right? So there's a little bit of noncompliance going on there too, right? Against the religious spirits and the religious people of that day that were saying, hey, hey, you can't, you can't do that. And they said, yes, we can and yes, we will. Is that what we got to do, church? We got to do that too. We got to be saying to all those naysayers, hey, you can't say that. You can't be here. Uh, yes, we can. We have the boldness of the Holy Spirit to do that. Because it said in 4, let's see, 18, um, so they summoned them and imperatively instructed them not to converse in any way or teach in all, at all in or about the name of Jesus. And you know what they said? They said, 
whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you and obey you rather than God, you must decide. But we, we cannot help telling that we have seen and heard. We are going to walk in a place of such boldness, we cannot help but say what we have seen and what we have heard. Our testimonies are the power to change and break chains. And we've got to be able to do that. And we can do that because we have the Holy Spirit. We have him living in us. We're going to have that fire burning in through us, and it's not going to stop us. We're going to be a source to reckon with. The sixth thing that I'm very excited about that happened was the miraculous signs and wonders that happened. If you look at Acts 2, 4, 3, it talks about some of those miracles that happened. Okay, 2, uh, 43, that's what I want. Verse 43. Okay. And a sense of awe, reverential fear, came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were performed through the apostles, the special messengers, and all who believed, who adhered to, and trusted in, and relied on Jesus Christ, were united and together, and they had everything in common. Okay? So they had that reverential fear, but they also had the signs and wonders that, that happened. Um, let's see. Okay, so after the, in addition to the signs and wonders and, and miracles that were happening, which I know we are going to experience today, it's going to happen. We're going to go to Africa, and we're going to see a lot of miracles. We're going to see a lot of wonders. We're going, it's not just us, though. It's every one of you are getting ready to get sent out. You're going to get sent out. If you're going to go up, you're going to get in that uh, holy fire, you're going to get sent out. And in fact, actually, Stephanie got a, a little blurb she shared with us today uh, a, about um, a leader that was talking about the fact that he knows that he's going somewhere overseas. He's going to be preaching. He's going to be seeing the multitudes um, saved. He's going to see miracle signs and wonders because that is what God is doing right now. And I get behind that. I mean, that's another confirmation. Number two confirmation, I've gotten many confirmations. I hope you are too, but I've gotten many. So there's a lot to be excited about. Um, the next thing that we see with the upper room experience was that they were strengthened in God's sovereignty. I mean, they knew beyond a, a shadow of a doubt that this was God and that he was moving and that they had really no experience with any of this, healing people you know, uh, restoring people's health and their, and their livelihoods. Um, they did not have, and they were bringing people to Christ by the thousands. Okay, so if they were doing that, and they knew that they had the strength of Christ Jesus behind them, then we have that too. We have the strength. We have everything that's in God's arsenal right behind us coming up the rear, and that's no enemy is going to stop us from moving forward. Amen? Okay, so the next thing is, they, there was a lot of generosity and sharing going on, okay? They had no one that was in lack. Um, they were sharing with one another. 
Um, you can read that right in Acts 4.34. It talks about how they would share, they would sell all their things, and then they would sell, uh, share them with one another so that anybody that had need would have it, okay? And so there was unity. So that's the next thing you see is unity. Do we see unity in our church? Yeah, we see unity. We see sharing and generosity. We see that because that's what's necessary to move forward in Christ right now. We need that unity. Uh, we got each other's back, right? We pray for each other. We lift each other up. We encourage each other. That is something that we need in the church, and it needs to grow. And the other thing, um, the next thing I have here is the fear of the Lord, okay? Um, Acts 5.11, I want to read that. And the whole church and all the others who heard of these things were appalled. Because, you know why they were appalled? Because of what happened to Ananias and his wife. Okay, do you remember the story? In chapter 5 it talks about how everyone was selling everything and then saying we're giving you everything that we have. But these two decided they were going to tell everybody they were giving it to them, but they really weren't. And so they lied. And what happened? They fall dead. Okay, that's what the fear of the Lord is. But what the Lord showed me was if you continue to read on after that happened with Ananias and his wife, it says, but now by the hands of the possible special messengers, numerous and startling signs and wonders were beginning performed among the people. And by common consent, they all met together at the temple in the covered porch Solomon. And none of them were not, uh, none of, and none of those who were not of their number dared to join and associate with them. They were kind of afraid because they saw what happened. But they held them in honor because of their, their God. And many and more were, were being added to the Lord. Those who believed, those who acknowledged Jesus as the Savior and devoted themselves to him, joined and gathered with them. And they had crowds of people, both men and women, that were joining because of all these things, including the fear of the Lord. So I felt like um, I had to start with this part of it because the Lord was really having me do a little research when I started telling him, okay, well, what would you like me to teach on? And he took me immediately to um, a verse in Isaiah. And so if you want to join me, I'm going to Isaiah um, 11, uh, 10, no, 11, verse 2. Sorry about that. And this is the verse. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and of the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. And the reason I believe he took me to that particular um, verse was because he, well, this is what he said to me. I'll be honest. He said, read that scripture, and if there's any part of that spirit of the Lord that you don't understand, I want you to research it. He said, because every time you're filled with the Holy Spirit, 
If you're missing any of those, you need to be asking for it. Because if you're walking without any of those, it's going to heed your place. Okay? So what he's saying, you know, uh, the river flows continually. We don't just ask the Holy Spirit for, okay, I want the spirit of wisdom one time and then that's it. We're done. It doesn't work that way. Most of you are very aware of that, that it's a continual river that flows, right? So we have to ask the Lord. Maybe that day we need one in particular thing from the Holy Spirit. Maybe we need counsel, okay? Or maybe we need wisdom, okay? Or maybe we need his might to show up, okay? So when I was reading over there, honestly, I mean, um, I don't know if I need to, to really um, go over in detail what each one means, but I, I'm going to just do a little tiny, just so you know, and if there's something that I say that you don't quite get, then I would like you to do your own research and, and own, like, just dig into it and say, okay, what is it I'm missing, Lord, because I don't want to miss anything. I mean, the Lord gave us seven lamps to walk in of the Holy Spirit, and we need to walk in all of them. Do you notice that our world doesn't really have much of a fear of the Lord? I mean, look at our world right now. Are they like saying, eh, uh, I can break the law, I'm not going to get in trouble, uh, or I can be rebellious, who cares? Or I can riot, I'm not going to have any consequences. Lies, all lies. The enemy wants people to believe that's true. But if you really know what the fear of the Lord means, <laughs> you have rever reverence, um, awe of such awe and love of Christ that you don't want to break one thing or disobey one thing that he says. That's what the fear of the Lord is. It's not about punishment. It's not about well, you did this wrong, or no, that's the enemy. No, the fear of the Lord is totally different than the fear of a demonic entity or of evil. Because the beginning of the fear of the Lord is not only wisdom, but if you are walking in the fear of the Lord, then you walk away from evil. That's what the Bible says. You will not do evil. Because you can't do evil and follow God at the same time. You can't. You can try, but he's going to come up to you and say, <clears throat> I'm sorry, honey, but do you see where that might be a wrong decision? Okay, come on, guys. You know that your fathers love you, but Jesus, our Father God, loves you even more, right? So if God loves you even more than your own parents who will discipline you and tell you, you're not supposed to do that. Do you think our Father in Heaven is not going to do the same? And in it, he is protecting you. It is a matter of love. Love and fear of the Lord go together. They are one. Because he is saying, I love you enough to tell you that's going to hurt you. I love you enough to tell you don't do that again. I love you enough. Isn't that awesome? That God loves us that much that he doesn't want us to keep doing the wrong thing and then we're falling on our face over and over and over again? 
I don't want to do that. I don't want to do something all over, over and over again and I can't figure out why I'm getting beat up or the enemy's coming after me. I want to have that fear of the Lord. And, you know, it's just a matter of asking the Holy Spirit for it. I mean, he gives to us freely all gifts. We just have to ask. I mean, we, God's people perish for lack of knowledge. That's why they perish. They're perishing because they're not understanding that the Holy Spirit is available to you in all these different areas. If you need counsel, you don't understand something, ask the spirit of counsel. Okay? The spirit of the Lord is actually the spirit of Yahweh. Okay? The spirit of the Lord is the spirit of Adonai. Okay? The spirit of the Lord is God's spirit. So he's not going to do you wrong. He's getting everything right directly from God because he is God's spirit. Okay? So whenever we look at this dis distinguishing uh, different uh, avenues of who the Holy Spirit is, do you notice in this verse how they're paired together? And I'll look at it again with you if you want, but I have to do it actually for myself just so I got it right. <laughs> But, like, he puts the spirit of wisdom with understanding. Because you need wisdom and you need to understand. Right? And the Lord's, if you look, read Proverbs 9, I mean, we know the Lord said wisdom is the most important thing. It's the top principle. It's the thing I want you to know or have the most. You know why? If we don't have wisdom, we're going to be destroyed. So it's so imperative we have wisdom. All we have to do is ask the Holy Spirit, give me wisdom in this situation. Lord, help me understand what it is I'm dealing with here. He's going to answer you. He loves you. And so um, the Lord was showing me kind of like this um, verse in like a menorah. He was showing me like the middle was like, the spirit of the Lord, and then like the the spirit of wisdom and understanding would be on the first on each side of it. So they lined up together. And then like the next one would be like the spirit of counsel and might lined up together because you need both. Um, and, and sometimes they complement and help each other. And then the last one was the spirit of uh, the knowledge of the Lord and the um, the obedience and the fear of the Lord were the last, last two that line up. Um, but I, I just kind of wanted to give you a testimony about counsel because I know sometimes some of you might not think that the Lord counsels you, but um, I come from a re very, very broken background. And when I came to the Lord, I had some wrong ideas about how things work. And I had to get personal counsel from God. I mean, it's a spiritual thing. You, you, you can't get the, the same training from people that you can get from God. You can't. And so I had to ask the Lord. I, I was in a rough marriage, and, and it, was pretty, it was pretty horrendous. And um, I would say, you know, he said all this stuff to me, and what am I going to do, what am I going to say? I mean, and the Lord would say, I mean, he would 
even, he would tell me this, believe it or not, he would tell me, he said, if you, and I remember this one so clearly, he says, if you don't say no, then you're saying yes. I went, oh, really? I mean, I'm not saying yes, I'm going to do that. He says, it doesn't matter. If you don't, your yes has to be yes and your no has to be no. If you don't say no, then it's yes. I went, huh. But it was true. It was so true. But when you are raised in a, a background where you have no um, opinion, you are not allowed to have an opinion, you are not allowed to have, like, a boundary, then you don't know some of these things. You don't have that understanding. You have to have the counsel of the Lord to understand that spiritually that's how it works. And um, he will give you personal counsel. Um, the other one I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit was um, uh, might. Um, because some might think might might be, you know, well, yeah, God is our strong <laughs> tower. I mean, he is a mighty God, um, Eliam. I mean, he is a strong tower. He's a mighty warrior, you know, um, Hashua Hamashiach. That's who he is. He's a warrior, and he is our Lord and Savior, and he is um, uh Jehovah Gilabar, he is our, he fights for us in battle. There's so many names for the Lord that tell you the spirit of the Lord's going to do the same because he's just doing what the father has instructed to him to do. So if there's time where you feel like I need some strength, that's it, spirit of might. I need some strength because this is really hard and I'm not sure I'm going to get through this day. Um, I had to ask the Lord, coming up here, I need some strength. Um, you know, and all you have to do is just, I use the scripture. I just say, you know, renew my power and strength in you so I can run and not be weary and walk and not be faint. And the Lord gave me that scripture to get renewal of strength because I got put into some situations that were very, very difficult. It was kind of that, what Stephanie says, is making me into a diamond. It was not a pretty fun experience. But I had to go through it, and I knew I couldn't just run from it. I mean, if you're really going to be made into a diamond, you can't run. you got to go through. And so to go through, you got to be brave. you got to be strong. And you can't do it on your own. You, you, but you got the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do it on your own. And his strength is literally there for you. And this is what would happen to me. I'd be on my way to work, and I'd say that prayer. Lord, renew my power and strength in you so I can run and not be weary. And you know what he would do to me? I'd start laughing in the spirit, just laughing and laughing. And the joy of the Lord would just fill me. And you know what the scripture says? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I would just be laughing and laughing. And I knew that whatever was going to happen that day, God had my back. And even though it was going to be hard, he was with me and I could do it. It gave me the faith and the hope and the strength I needed to, to persevere. And we all need that because if we're really going to become the ambassadors of Christ Jesus that he wants us to be, we are going to go through some trials, correct, people? I mean, we're going to go through some hardships. And so I know that was... Um, Part of why the Lord had me go through some very difficult things is because the more um, I had success, 
the more I trusted him, the more I knew that no matter what, I was going to have victory. It was going to be okay. And you know what the Lord does with that? It's kind of like that shining diamond. When you get done and you've gone through, you're all wiped off. You're all clean and sparkly and shiny. But you also have authority now over that area. Because now the enemy's got to bow to the fact that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can do this. And so that's where, that's where you guys are going. Every one of you that are being conditioned into a, a diamond right now are being chiseled into that place where you're shining like a diamond and no enemy is going to come against you because you're going to knock him down. You're going to stomp on him because you have authority. When you go through, you have authority. So that's part of my testimony about uh, might anyway. Um, so, and the spirit of, uh, counsel and might, they go together in the spirit of knowledge and the reverential obedience or, and fear of God is the last one I'm going to talk about a little bit, um, because that was the one the Lord highlighted, like, it just came off the page to me, like, you need to know this, you need to be walking in it, and I know I am, but I didn't understand it, and Again, people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. So if the Lord wants me to know what that means and how it operates, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. And so I did. And the Lord was showing me that the spirit of knowledge is different than the spirit of wisdom. Okay? And this is how. Wisdom is kind of like up here. Knowledge is more here. And this is how it works. Let's say, okay... Um, you know something because you've read it before, so you have that knowledge of it. But the knowledge of this kind of spirit is a, a knowledge that is, um, it, you get it from experience. So let's say you burn your finger on the fire. So now you know from experience that that's going to burn your finger. Okay, it's not a head knowledge. It's an experiential uh, knowledge. That's what church telling you. We got to do that. We got to walk through those fires because that experience is what gives us the knowledge that we need to walk this walk. You can't make up knowledge if you never experienced it. So knowledge is really that gut-wrenching, changing thing that happens inside of you that makes you a new person. That you say, I'm not the same person I was. I am a new person. And the reason I'm a new person is because I went through it. Right? That's what the spirit of, the knowledge, spirit of knowledge is. And you can ask for help in that area anytime. Like, okay, I got to get through this, Lord. <laughs> so I got to experience this. Okay. All right. I will do it because I know that now I'm going to have a new understanding of who you are, who I am, what, um, what our relationship is, that it's of love, that's of, of um, kindness, it's of care. Um, and that's where the fear of the Lord kind of comes in with it 
because the fear of the Lord is, is not judgment. It is about awe. It is about I am in love with you, Jesus, because you have changed me from this person to this person. I don't have to do this anymore. I can be this person now. I don't have to be hooked on drugs. I can be free. I don't have to walk as an alcoholic anymore. I can be free. I don't have to be feeling like I'm not worthy. I can be free. That's what that spirit of knowledge and that spirit of the awe of God is about. And, and really, don't water down that word fear. It's not to be something to be afraid of. I mean, because like I said, your parents would, you know, tell you if you were doing something wrong. The Holy Spirit will too. He will tell you. And if you want to keep doing it, there probably will be some consequences. I can tell you that God's not going to sugarcoat it. I'm sorry. If you're going to keep doing something over and over and he keeps showing me, well, if you do that, this is going to happen. You know, you're going to have to live with those consequences. That's the way it works. But when you have fear of the Lord, you don't want to sin anymore. You don't even want to go lie to somebody. You don't want, I mean, honestly, I remember one time my daughter said, well, Mom, you can just slip that in your purse and they will never know. I went, ah, no, I can't do that. And she's like, why not, Mom? Everybody else does. I'm like, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> You know what happens to me when that kind of stuff happens? I, I have experienced this, trust me. I have the Lord on my back for two days saying, why did you do that? Why did you do that? You know better. The Lord wants to make us holy. Okay? We are holy. We are his holy children. And if we don't have fear of the Lord, we are not going to have that holy that we need. Did you notice in the word when we got to the last part where, okay, those people, Ananias and his wife, just dead? They didn't have the fear of the Lord. They did not have the fear of the Lord. They thought, eh, he's not going to know. Not going to know. I kept the money. Put it in my pocket. Did he know? Yes, he did. And that's why he knows everything. He knows everything, so don't try to hide it because he's going to know. He's going to say, I saw you. I saw you. <laughs> yep, you might as well just repent right now because I saw you. And so that's where we're going to go. Oh, sorry, Lord. I messed up. And he forgives you. He loves you. He's going to allow you to repent and to try again. Yeah. And believe me, he'll give you another chance to try it again and see if you do it right this time. Because sometimes you go around the mountain a, a few times before you get it. But that's okay. He still loves you. He still cares about you. And he's going to help you get through it. So don't beat yourself up. Just say I'm sorry and move on. That's what we do. Because fear the Lord and love go together. Don't forget that. They go together because he loves us. He loves us so much that he doesn't want to see us, um, you know, be hurt. Do, you know, make bad decisions. Um, he wants that relationship with us that is genuine. 
but he also wants um, you to, to, to want that too, not to be forced. Because you have free will. God did not make us puppets on strings. We have free will. And that's why bad things do happen in the world, because God isn't one that says, I ain't going to let you do this, and I ain't going to let you do that. It doesn't work like that. We have free will. And we get to make our mistakes. And hopefully we figure it out. And most of us have figured it out. And we've gotten to that place we are so in love with God that we just don't want to mess up. And we say, Holy Spirit, help me to have that fear of the Lord so I do not make any mistakes. I do not, like, slander anyone. I don't um, gossip. I don't, I mean, th just whatever you have issues with, you don't want to do that anymore because you so love him. That's where we're going with this. And if you notice in that scripture, when they had the fear of the Lord, what happened? Miracles, signs, and wonders. And people were coming to Christ like crazy. We got to go back, church, to the fear of the Lord. If we want to see miracles, signs, and wonders, we got to go back to the fear of the Lord. We got to present ourselves as a holy sacrifice to the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? I mean, I kind of went off my notes here, but I think... I think it was good. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so um, I, I'm going to go on to um, the activation part. I just really feel like that God wants you to, to consider what areas that you need more of a filling. I mean, we can ask God, fill me up, fill me up, fill me up, what we did today, which is wonderful. But is there an area where you need more help? I mean, is there an area where you need more help? Do you need more counsel? Do you need more might? Do you need more of the fear of the Lord? Do you need more of um, the knowledge of the Lord? You need more experience. Do you need more wisdom and understanding? So, Father God, we just pray to you today and ask you, Lord, that we would be able to see what it is that we might be missing in our spiritual walk with you. We need the Holy Spirit, and we need all seven lamps burning bright in us. And so we just asked you, Lord, today that you would take us to that place where uh, we're in the upper room with you. We're in that room with the Holy Spirit in the upper room and the fire of God is just coming on us full force and we are seeing all seven lamps of the Holy Spirit working in and through us. And if there's a lack, Lord, let us see it and let us ask for it because you are a rewarder of those that seek you. You give to those that ask. Ask and you shall receive. That's what the word says. So, Lord, we ask and we fully receive whatever it is that we need for the walk we are in right now. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what he wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, 
Learn about our speakers and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, and more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.